Welcome to Life by Design. On this podcast, we explore ideas on self-improvement and living with intention, amongst other things. My name is Otto Abasibasi, and I am honored to be your host. In my early teens, I became obsessed with personal development as a path to growth, success, and happiness. Today, I am a full-stack creative and entrepreneur, using my skills to help people and businesses live up to their potential. And my passion for self-development is still going strong, albeit more nuanced. And now I share what I learned as I build a life by design. If there was an overarching theme to all that I do, it would be the arts of being, the acts of creating, and the space in between. I have always been interested in how we live, how we create, and how those two things interact with and inform each other. I hope you enjoy the podcast and thank you for listening. Well, hello there and welcome to the show. Welcome to the Wednesday Ramble Show, as I keep calling it. Um, Apologies for the planes flying in the background. Um, I I can't do anything about that. But I hope you're good. Hope you're great. Hope you're having a wonderful week, uh, intentional week, and, you know, moving towards your goals and all of that good stuff. So, as you already know, we're going to, in this podcast attack two different ideas one from the podcast of the week and the other from the blog post of the week and uh the podcast is titled you have more control than you think is the one before this one um and the blog post is titled um exploring relaxed productivity so we're going to be discussing control productivity and all that good stuff so without further ado let's get into it so you have more control than you think. Um, there's this idea of learned helplessness that I learned a few years back. And it's you, you can actually type this out. It's a whole thing on Wikipedia. There's a whole page um, about learned helplessness and the experiments I'm about to describe, which is what we talk about in the podcast. But essentially, um, this guy, Martin Seligman, did these uh, conditioning experiments on dogs um with with light shocks so he would put the dogs i mean into a cage and then administer light shocks through the cage um after ringing a bell and they would obviously you know react and and jump um so at some point he could just play the bell and they would actually just react even without the shocks being you know administered and then in another experiment, he takes the same dogs, put them uh, in another crate with a short fence in the middle. One side is electrified, the other side isn't. And so um, he hits them again with it and they don't move. They're used to getting shocked now. They just lay down and just accept their fate. You could say they have adapted to, to their conditions. And that's essentially the, the, the nutshell of, of learned helplessness. It's, it's, it's acquiescing to the conditions of our lives it's giving up it's saying that there is nothing we can do to change it and sure in many times and in many situations right we might we might get in places where it seems almost impossible and there is nothing you can do um but you know we here to talk about the fact that you can overcome this you actually do have more control than you think in many situations of life that are not you know life or death not like you're stuck under a 
crushed under a car or under a building or something where you really can't do anything i'm just talking about life in general in a, in a lot of situations and in a lot of times we resign to the way things are because we just assume that's the way things are and that things cannot change um you know there was another story we like to use uh, i like to use before about like monkeys in a, in a zoo what's the one thing with animals and all these experiments anyway monkeys in a in a zoo right when when they get introduced especially from the wild you know they try everything they can to escape they try to get out of there but over time you know they learn there's no escape they're getting their food every day they have water they have at least their basic needs taken care of they basically just you know surrender and yeah this is their life now now if you took like monkeys that have been raised and 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 catered for in such an environment you know they don't know the wild or maybe even they knew the wild before but they got taken out you send them back out and they die <laughs> you know they they don't last as long they can't fend for themselves because you know they're conditioned to be helpless and dependent on the zookeepers at least so the story goes but um all these anecdotal stories really just to illustrate that society can condition us as well can condition the way we think and the way we approach life to think that there is nothing we can do um you know especially if you're you you you're in a situation or you come up in places where things just always seem bad and nothing ever really changes it can be very very easy to go down into that space right but you know with one of the key things to understand is that no matter what happens really that you know we have more control than we think you know no matter what the obstacle is the stoics it's really a stoic philosophy thing the stoics say that at the very least you have the choice to choose how to react you may not be able to do anything about the situation that's going on but you can at least yourself make a choice on what to think and how to react to the situation you know um and and sure listen we we tend to wait for people to come save us and sometimes that does happen you know someone shows up out of nowhere you know someone takes pity on us um, you know, there are real life heroes and angels around us. But like, what if you were your own hero, right? You can't control everything, but you can control your reaction. You can process your emotion properly and control the action that you take. And also, an, you know, a reminder not to outright view anything as being good or bad, right? Even the things that seem bad can also be good if you look at it from the right perspective. You can, you can turn it on its head you can see the good the silver lining in things and if we don't know the full context of our lives we don't know if the bad things that happen to us are the things that would actually save us help us right there's a whole story about this as well um with the farmer and the, and the donkey and the, and the son i think right and um you know the son takes the donkey and goes to plow the land every day and it's a good time um and then uh, the donkey, the, the son is riding. The son is riding the donkey, right? And he gets thrown off, falls, breaks his leg. Right? This is a bad thing because now the son can't work, um, you know, and the work can't get done on the farm, or it can get done, but in a very, very, you know, people have to like struggle to fix it. You know, now the the farmer has to do it himself, or call someone else to come do it, or whatever he needs to do, right? But that's a bad thing that has happened, right? 
But then the next week, um, you know, the, the soldiers, the king's soldiers roll into town and they say, hey, we need everyone um, who's eligible age to join the army. We're going to go fight war. We've got beef. Um, but now the son can't go because his leg is broken. Now, this thing that was bad at first has now turned out to be the best thing that could happen for him if he didn't want to go, um, you know, fight in a war. So just a little story to, to kind of illustrate that point is that we can't also really can't judge things as good or bad, but we can approach them with a clear head and a clear mind and suspend judgment and focus on acting accordingly. And once you kind of have this discipline in place, you can start to think and innovate your way and solve your problems. Really, you can start to figure out, okay, what can we do? How are we stuck? What haven't I like, you know, you know, apply to the situation? Who could I speak to that I haven't spoken to yet? Um, am I looking at this all wrong? What if I come through the side? What if I come through the back? What creative ways can I um, implement, you know, answers against my problem? How can I solve these things? So you start to lift yourself up out of, you know, the tyranny of your situation, the hopelessness of your situation, and start to figure out ways to work and ways to move forward. And even if you get knocked back, you can keep bouncing back and keep moving forward because you understand that no matter what happens, you always have more control than you think. There is always a way out. There is always a move to be made. And if you hold on to this mentality, if you're proactive with your life, if you take control and you don't wait to be saved, you don't wait for things to fall in your lap, you go after them, then you can achieve truly, truly great things. You have more control than you think take it um and so that is the first concept the idea of control and um you know taking it and and building your life with that perspective with that um approach to life the other thing we'll talk about is um relaxed productivity so and i'm even gonna like chill out a little bit more <laughs> talking about relaxed productivity but so I've been thinking about this in my life lately. Um, so the thing is, as, as a creative, as a, as a freelancer, as a one-man business, even as a small business, whatever you've got going on, really, um, it can be very easy to always be operating at the edge of, you know, overwhelm, um, especially as a, as a designer, as a creative. If you're taking on a lot of work and juggling a lot of projects, um, things can get really hectic really fast and then you're working all the time and you're pushing and maybe you're getting everything done um, but at the cost of your 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 sanity <laughs> you know your your health your tiredness all those things right um, I am very familiar with like working myself into a stupor almost like a, a comatose type state where I am physically and mentally unable to think or do anything work productive um, a bunch of years back, I came across the concept of um, working to live and um, started to change the way I approached work and I approached things um, to be more intentional in this space as well, right? Because the reality is, okay, like in my case, you, you're generally, generally incentivized to take on as much work as you can, right? Because the more you work, the more you can earn. Um, you know, so... You know, if you, if you get a lot of work, you get a lot of projects and you, you price them well, you can eat good. Or if there's no work, there's no work. It's feast or famine, right? 
the same time, it can be difficult to charge um, as highly as you need because, you know, for whatever reason, the clients can afford, but they really need the, the, the help and you're trying to be nice or you need cash flow and you need to take the hit. Um, also, people never pay on time, you know, projects get stuck, things, people disappear, all kinds of things can happen, right? So you're generally forced to like, you know, like have a lot of balls in the air so that regardless of what happens, at least on the average, it works out, right? For instance. So, and, and in your situation, it could be different or in every other situation, it could be different. But it's very easy, especially in this uh, capitalist, neoliberal society, um, way of doing things um, you can get trapped into working all the time or working so frantically that like outputs drop um, and you basically become imbalanced worse so if you are a workaholic and you actually enjoy working it's very very easy to have your whole life center around work so I've been thinking all right is there a way to be more how can I be more relaxed you know how do I start off the week knowing what I need to do? How do I make sure that the right projects are on my desk? How do I make sure that the right amount of projects are on my desk? Um, sure, this is a very privileged way to look at things and you know, almost heretical because the norm is to obviously be busy and to always be on the move. But what if we wanted to balance it out and live a life with intention? What if I wanted to have the experience of being productive getting my work for the week done getting my work for the day done and being able to take a stroll or take some time off or go to the gym or cook a meal or hang out with friends or you know just do the life things that are also very important but tend to get sacrificed just so that we can make an extra buck um so that is what i've been thinking and and from last week i started to um trying to implement some of those things because i mean the previous past 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 previous five weeks or so have been manic on my side um it's been a lot but so for instance if, if you were in this position right and you wanted to um create and reschedule and just you know build your life differently how would you do so so one of the first things to do is to schedule life schedule your life around your life first as opposed to work so most of us think about okay we've got to work nine to five or nine to six and then I've got the rest of the time after. And sure, if you work a job, you have to be somewhere at a certain time. You know, by all means, that's the case. But if you are a, you know, if you've, if you've got control over your time, you're a freelancer, you're an entrepreneur, that type of thing, try scheduling your life around life. So know when you need to do the things that are important to you, like exercise, like, like chores, like, you know, whatever. You know, time with family. Schedule those in first and then schedule work around that sure you'll spend less time working but it will mean that you have to now become very precise and very very careful about the work you're doing and making sure it is leveraged work and the most important and powerful thing on your list at the time you would also want to like okay reduce your footprint so if you have a high standard of living and your bills are high your needs are high you're always going to need money you're always going to need to be working and you can get stuck in that cycle of working very hard, making a lot of money, spending it to treat yourself working so hard and then needing to come back and work hard again. And then you can get trapped in that cycle um, and just run yourself into the ground. But if you can 
um, reduce your footprint a little bit and pull back, then you can start to give yourself the space you need to position yourself better and work in a more sustainable manner. Um, one thing that's really helped me greatly is to plan my life at least a week ahead. So every time someone comes to me asking me for something, I usually say, all right, that's fine. That's great. We can help you. Um, but I can only work on that next week because obviously this week I'm already full of work. Um, the idea is to know that in this week, I know what I need to do. I can set, okay, these are, these are the projects and deadlines that I have. These are the things I need to work on. These are the most important things. These are the other things I'll get around to if I can. And this is what it is. This is my week. This is my production schedule. It's set. Now, if anyone comes up to me and says, hey, we need to add this. Can you help us with, with this quickly? We need to work on this. I'm going to now have to weigh that against the things I've already assigned and either replace them or move these new things to next week. It also means that I probably can't take on rush jobs unless I'm getting, you know, compensated for that etc but being you know planning a week ahead of time allows you to at least have a plan for the week and try and stick to it sure you can throw it out the window and you know respond to what needs to be happen sometimes plans don't go according to plan obviously but having the plan is invaluable and having having intention for your time is important so it's easy to say no when people try to impose unnecessarily I also talked about being effective. So if you have limited time to work, work on the most important things, work on the things that will move the needle the most in the, in the, in the short term and in the long run, long run, and work on you know work on the biggest projects you have. Um, the other thing you want to do is try to be is to be more valuable, right? You probably gonna need more money if you want to buy back your time. So you have to increase your value. You have to improve your skills. You need to sell increase your prices attract a, a, a right market you know do more give more and make more you definitely also want to like innovate your whole model or the way you do things maybe you want to move from you know services to 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 building systems maybe you want to sell products instead maybe you need to hire people or build a team or whatever it takes but you know, do what you can to make sure that the system that you're running in is actually optimized to give you the freedom and the results that you want. And that would probably actually be the blog post for next week because I've been thinking about inputs, outputs, and the systems in between and how you can maximize all those things to make sure that you get the results that you want. And finally, you want to enjoy the time off, right? If you're a workaholic like me, it can be easy to always be in hustle mode half the time. And when you actually do have some free time, feel guilty about having it or, you know, not know what to do with it. But, you know, you have to actually use it, like use that off time to do the thing that you said you needed to do. If you need to exercise, if you need to work on a hobby, work on a side project, if you need to just hang out with friends, like, you know, do enjoy the time off and, you know, live the balanced life if that is what you're going for. Um, because the more you nurture in, in these things, the more you nurture the time off, um, giving yourself space to think, space to breathe, the easier it is to actually get very great creative ideas or bump into the things that would actually change your life or build the relationships that would actually change your life. And we need all of these things in place if we are to live a full existence 
and to be truly successful not just materially but in every other way that matters relationally spiritually um fulfillment wise all those things and all of that so i hope all of this has been um useful and um, edifying and be saying and a lot in this episode i feel Um, but thanks for watching thanks for listening and i'll see you on the next one see you next week hope you have a great time hope you have a great week ahead um you know be focused take it easy be organized and remember you have more control than you think be blessed be awesome and i'll see you on the next one hope you enjoyed that episode um if you want more feel free to check out other episodes on the podcast or you know check out my website as well otobasibasi.com that's o-t-o-a-b-a-s-i-b-a-s-s-e-y.com um there's hundreds of blog posts on there um we've got playlists on there um, as well as, you know, video interviews and books that I wrote as well, you know, so just check out what I'm into, check out what I do. And there's probably something in there that will give you value as well. Once again, thank you for listening and I'll check you on the next episode.